What's up, Dorian? Uh, not much. Just hanging out, Just you hanging know. Out. Oh, hey, there's microphone. Microphone. Oh, we we must be recording a new episode of the couch. We are, sir. Episode <laughs> oh, thirty-four. You snuck that in on me. Yeah, this is gonna be the first time because I really. Hang on, let me grab my phone. Yeah. This is gonna be the first time that I name an episode the funny thing you called it. Okay. Because <laughs> I thought that it was so good. Oh yeah. That it just felt like a title to me. It did. I it felt good when I wrote it. I gotta say. Yeah. So today we're talking about. First of all, I'm Bobby Navia, and I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome to the Couch, episode thirty-four. Episode thirty-four of the Couch. The trailer we're going to be talking about today is to because that's what we do on the show. We talk about trailers. We talk about. Let movie me tell trailers. you what we do on this yeah. show, people. <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the Couch, uh, what we do is re- we review movie trailers. So we pick one trailer every week, and that trailer is uh, basically the umbrella for the conversation that Dorian and I have, and it can go in just various different directions. But we all, but we kind of just, it all comes back to you know the movie that we're talking about, and we talk about uh, the actors in the movie, the producers, the directors, the writers. Uh, not always in that order or anything mm-hmm. like that, but sometimes it's how the trailer is cut you know, what the trailer is telling us about the movie and what we can surmise from the movie. Yeah. Every once in a <laughs> while, one of us or both of us will see said movie. And if we think it's worth it, we'll talk about that we'll have a movie. little follow up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, for the most part, that's the conversation that we have. So uh, the great thing is, is you can stop this episode right now and watch the trailer to Fantastic Beasts. Sean. And know just as much as we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, rather than having to sit here and listen to us like describe everything that's happening, so you caught it. Yeah, <laughs> that's for the birds, man. Yeah, watch the damn thing. But this episode will be called on iTunes when it goes up <laughs> on Monday. Fantastic Whispers: The Crimes of Eddie Redmayne. Yep, so good. It's <laughs> so good. Anyone, anyone who has seen the masterpiece of cinematic atrocity that is. Jupiter ascending. I'm just going with masterpiece. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> in a, in its own way. I'm going with masterpiece. In its own way, baby. it is it is a masterpiece. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, to the layman, you might, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, you might be fooled into thinking it's called Jupiter ascending. It is not. It is not. No. It is called Jupiter, Jupiter. ascending. Um, I want to just clarify for the record, it's it's like one of the worst movies ever made, but. But at the same time, but exactly, at the exactly. same time, it's brilliant in the way <laughs> it is. It is so perfectly flawed that in a way it becomes its own sort of masterpiece. Yes, <laughs> it is. It it fully leverages every misguided idea and concept that drives modern blockbuster filmmaking. Yes, and just puts them all into one place. And uh, it's great to just have a catalog that's like this succinct, succinct mm-hmm. of like everything not to do when making a movie. Right. It's all there. Everything. And the best part of it by far is Eddie Redmayne's whisper voice. Yes. Uh, it is, you might even say, a fantastic whisper. Ooh. Which is how we arrived at the title for today's episode, Fantastic Whispers, fantastic The Crimes Whispers. of Redmayne. So this movie is part of the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it's actually called Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Right? We already learned where to find them. We did. So I'm assuming I have not seen nor read 
the first book slash movie. Well, I saw the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, okay, first of all, this entire series is a prequel to Harry Potter. Right, okay? right. So, yeah. and uh, I have I've read all of the Harry Potter books. Okay, uh, and I have seen like like five of the movies. I think, but okay. I know that whole story. You yeah, know, I've read the books. So okay. Um. So yeah, like you know, a couple of the characters that you know that populate like Newt and. Um, the, the uh, Nikolai Flamel guy yeah. they, they tease at the end of one of the mm-hmm. uh, trailers for this movie. You know, those were characters that came up in some way in the Harry, in the Harry yeah. Potter book. So, like, yeah, when they, you know, when they started doing this, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of understood the where this, and then obviously Dumbledore being younger, sexier Jude Law. Rather Excuse than me, younger, sexier Sean Hildner. Sean Hildner. Yeah. <laughs> Jude Law, Sean Hildner. <laughs> The guy, if for any any longtime listener, well, okay, so anyone who has been listening is mm-hmm. probably a friend of ours and probably knows Sean. Yes. <laughs> for anyone who has been listening and may not know Sean, who we keep mentioning, we do uh, on the show because a we know he listens to it every week, and b <laughs> thank um, you, Sean. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I should probably do the same for his podcast. Uh, anyway, um. But he listens every week, and he's asked us like to describe the trailers on the show so yeah. he doesn't have to watch the trailer, which is like just a ridiculous idea. But it's such a Sean thing to do. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've mentioned him a bunch. If you're anyone was curious like to have like a mental image of this person, look at Jude Law in the trailer for Fantastic Beasts. Yes. And that's basically Sean. Yes. Yeah. It's, and I'm not like saying and, and, that like in a jokey way. No, like literally the mannerisms, the smile. Yeah, I mean, Sean's a fucking Sean's a sexy man. Jude Law. Okay, Challen Hildner hard. Go to Google Ooh. and type in "man up. up gif." Yes, there will. What you will find in the search results is a time lapse of a man uh, growing a beard. That is Sean. That is actually Sean, Sean's not like be, that. Looks like Sh- it's Sean. Sean's gonna be really mad at us. Yeah, it's fine. He's it's already out there, man. It is. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Before us mentioning it, there's a lot of forums <laughs> with links to this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, so, so that's Sean. Uh, so yeah, Fantastic Beast. So anyway, oh yeah. So you were setting this up. So this yeah. is a prequel to the Harry Potter series right the harry potter series yeah um i don't think the so i think the uh the actual fantastic beasts and where to find them uh book is actually a textbook that the students have in the harry potter series gotcha and it's written by newt scamander which is the main character in these in these movies so presumably like the first movie is about newt trying to uh somebody has like accidentally i can't even remember accidentally like stolen his briefcase or something or whatever and all these fantastic beasts have been like released into like the muggle world which is like the human world and so uh newt is trying to collect them all and along the way uh finds um what's his name is in the movie ezra miller is in the movie is in the first one and in this one and he is a um He's a wizard of some kind. He holds some sort of like dark, dark power that's like 
too too much for him like to control or whatever and uh newt ends up running to this like other storyline where you know we're doing this but it's the first time that we've seen the american side of the wizarding world Mm -hmm. is the first movie okay and so this movie we're back in like paris and england and everything yeah you know what we what we've known you know just wizards to be and it be okay is just you know here so, um, but this one opens the book up more to, no pun intended, <laughs> opens the book up more to, uh, you know, a younger, uh, what's his name? Dumbledore. Dumbledore, yeah. And uh, what's going on with him and uh, Johnny Depp's character. Yeah. Uh, Grindelwald. 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 Yeah. So, um, okay. So last week we talked about. Girl on the Spider's Web. Talked about Girl on the Spider's Web. A dragon tattoo story. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and you expressed having issues with the title. Yeah. So I have issues with this title. Lay them on me. Okay. So the issue I have with this title is that... I mean, they're pretty unrelated things being said. They are. <laughs> yeah, right. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. What? Exactly. The first movie made sense because it was actually our main character who wrote this book about Fantastic Beasts trying to get all the Fantastic Beasts mm-hmm. back in the box. Yeah. And he just so happened to fall upon, you know, like a side mission yeah. that ended up becoming the rest of the story. He, he literally had to figure out where to find them. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> you know, um, I don't in in the first movie, I don't remember at any point him being like put up on this. I mean, uh What's his name? Dumbledore is not a character in the first movie. Right. But Johnny Depp does show up at the end of the movie because, uh, mm. what's his name, isn't it? Colin Farrell, isn't it? And he, Colin Farrell, is, I believe, an American wizard, but kind of like a like police force, kind of. Okay. And at the end, it's revealed to be that Grindelwald has been Colin Farrell's character the whole time. Which really takes away from that character. I'm not going to get into it because it's a whole other issue I have uh-huh. with that movie <laughs> with the end of it. Yeah. But that's where he shows up. So, you know. And so, but in the first movie, Newt isn't really like put up on a, on a pedestal, so to, uh, so to speak, to be like this sort of uh, hero of this series, mm-hmm. you know, in some sort of way. There's never any talk about like, you know, Grindelwald coming or this and that. I mean, there's. People talk about him, but it's not like to the level of what's happening in this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but um, my problem with the title is, is that they do just shorten it to like Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly would have preferred if they just made this movie like another like Newt Scamander and the this and this and this, right, like Harry yeah. Potter. Like, you know, or just give me a whole you know, movie about, you know, young Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore and the fucking, yeah. you know, whatever. Search for. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's my problem with it, because like I just don't like even in the trailer, Newt. Newt doesn't even seem to know why he is being put in this position. Yeah. And like even even. Dumbledore how he describes him like you're not you don't want that's what he likes about him is that he just you know asks if if a thing is good or okay not like choosing sides and it's just sort of like well why do I really want to follow this character around if he's just so middle of the ground like if this is like the battle between good and evil like you know give me another like Harry Potter substitute you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and you know it doesn't obviously need to be like exactly like Harry Potter but I mean yeah. Is that what the Hufflepuffs are all about? Because that's the house season. They just are like, whatever, you know, I'm yeah. just here. You know, I guess if I guess I'll save the world, uh, you know, do, 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 do. But yeah, you know, so and then it, it makes all the other characters from the first movie. Uh, I just I sort of question why they're in this movie mm-hmm. because it just sort of seems like a 
Dumbledore versus Grindelwald. Yeah. But we're just going to hand it over to these sub characters. Right. Who, yeah. We got to have this proxy war for some reason. Yeah. It's Which, really and, weird. Yeah. That's really the most like bothersome thing about this trailer. Um, and there's so I've seen three trailers for this movie. Me too. Yeah. 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 There's one like an old trailer that's been around for a while. Yeah. That we had seen several times like in the theater. And then, yeah, we just looked it up before recording, and there were, like, two more. Right. It was, like, what I thought was the last one, and then after that, it was, like, oh, up next, the final the trailer. Final trailer and I was, like, yeah. oh, fuck, okay, final trailer. But anyway, in, in all three of these trailers, they have really failed to convey what exactly the story of this movie is. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, they have told you, like, you've got to go after Johnny Depp Yeah, is basically what it is. We don't know why this guy's bad what his crimes are, why we need to stop him, and why Dumbledore can't go after him himself. It literally, in every one of the trailers, he just says, I can't make a move against Grindelwald myself. It'll have to be you. Yeah. It's like, why? Yeah. What? <laughs> why the fuck not? Yeah, like, right. This doesn't make any sense, you know? So, um, you know, and, and uh, ultimately what it's probably going to come down to is some sort of, like, ridiculous matter of, like, you know, wizarding diplomacy or some shit that like yeah. just wouldn't be that interesting in a trailer, you know, or they yeah, were like, right. well, you know, according to like, you know, subsection B underscore six, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, this is double jeopardy. He's been tried for this crime by me. So as like, you know, the legal officer in his right. case, I can't take act. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's going to be some shit like that, but yeah. it's just amazing that like they, you know, they, they like took three stabs at like trying to like, basically convey the story of this film and mm -hmm. like just kind of failed every time yeah yeah um yeah it's it's really strange to watch like i would have liked better if the trailer or at least maybe the and again just from the trailer i would have liked better if the story in the trailer had it that you know newt ends up falling into needing to defend something against grindelwald right right like he he accidentally gets in grindelwald's way and you know, it, it ends up being that by the end of it, you know, Dumbledore does come in to assist, but that it's not Dumbledore that's charging him with this mission. Right. That clearly he can do on his own. Yeah, it's like exactly. It's like very passive. Like he's just being commissioned to like do this job because someone else's hands are tied. Yeah. Right. For some reason. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, there's no personal stakes in it mm -hmm. or like a real reason for him to get involved or right. anything that, you know, even seems to like build upon what happened in the first one beyond just like. Oh, yeah, that guy we saw at the very end. Now he's the bad guy. It's and like, in the well, first movie, Ezra Miller is like dies. Mm. Like he's destroyed. I forget what his I forget what his story was, but there was something about kids having kids. They're searching for a kid that has like this very, very like raw wizarding power. That like when sometimes it's almost kind of like mutants mm -hmm. in a way, like you know how their power like manifests itself like at some point during puberty, you know. Um, but for like Fantastic Beasts, it was just sometimes that this power is uh, so much for kids to hold in that like it, it destroys them. Right. So the whole movie, they're looking for this small child that has this great power because they've even told you that it, uh, somebody, a child who has this power wouldn't even live past like, I don't know, like five or seven but it's actually Ezra Miller and he's like almost a young adult like a teenager mm -hmm. or whatever and so it's very rare that his character has this power and is somewhat in control of it which makes him sort of like a red herring kind of in the movie okay. but then he's destroyed but now he's back in this movie so I don't know I'm mm -hmm. assuming maybe it hinges on that somehow wizard stuff yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah 
So they can get around that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever dies in these things. No. Um, it's all, it's all, yeah, model after Dragon Ball Z in a way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're defeated. And then, like, first scene in the next movie is like, ah, I'm He's back. back. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm stronger, actually. Right, so right. thank you. <laughs> um, also, funny because I didn't know about that, like, uh, I, again, I never saw the first Fantastic yeah. Piece movie, so I didn't know about that ending. But it's funny because, you know, this is not the first movie then where, or that would not be the first movie where Colin Farrell and Johnny Depp played the same character. Oh, um, yeah. So they both replaced Heath Ledger exactly. in uh, Doctor Imaginary of Dr. Parnassus. Right, which right. Which is a fucking horrible movie. But, <laughs> but yeah, strange that, yeah, Colin Farrell has morphed into Johnny Depp <laughs> in more than one film. Right. I um, totally forgot about that. Yeah, it's really that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully that's the hopefully that's the end of that. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's it does feel even just hearing that it it really does sound kind of like you know the first one was made more as like a one off movie, and then mm-hmm. they maybe realized like this is turning out pretty well, or like test audiences are like really enjoying this mm-hmm. that like. You know, throwing in Johnny Depp at the end, like, oh, it was this other guy the whole time. I mean, that's like a real easy thing to like just, okay, let's just shoot that. Right. Add it in. That's true. Fucking release. You know, so we've got to set up for a sequel because this thing might be bigger than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. And then that would also play into, you know, the title issues that you were having. Right. And then also, you know, what I was saying, too, about just like this movie seeming to not really have like a story. Mm-mm. that it can convey succinctly it's it really like it gets pretty quickly to just like falling back on uh, harry potter stuff you know like yes look at all the wizarding stuff look at yeah. this production value it's outrageous right. and, it, and it is they clearly spent a lot of money on this movie um but it like you know it just yeah for a trailer to like you know a not be able to convey its story that quickly or that simply especially for the type of movie this is like that's probably a bad sign other than to stop johnny depp for whatever right yeah for whatever reason that we have no personal investment in aside from just like we're told hey dumbledore doesn't like this guy and you like dumbledore right so um which is kind of you know how the whole trailer feels and again plays into the title it's just fantastic beasts the crimes of grindelwald it's like Okay, we just you know we just want to draw your attention to this is still part of the Harry Potter wizarding world, right? Exactly. You know, like yeah. that's all they care about is like drawing your attention to that. And from what I've seen in these trailers, it looks like that's really all they have to hang their hats on for the entirety of the film as well. Is like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Look, here's all this wizarding <laughs> stuff. They're casting that spell you remember, right? Yeah, and right. Like now, there's new thing. Look at this magic creature. I feel um, like the. Uh, I feel like what's. You know, when these first move, when these, they're, uh, by the way, there's going to be five of these movies. Jesus. This really? is, yes. Wow. So after the first one came out, I believe when they were starting to do, I don't think they even start to started to shoot the second one, but it was announced that this would be, because this is the first time J.K. Rowling is writing all these movies. Okay. And she's the author of all the Harry Potter books, yeah. but she did not adapt any of the movies the Harry Potter movies, but, um, you know, she said it would be five parts. She had it all planned out four or five parts that she would write all the scripts and that David Yates who directed, I think he started with, uh, what was it? Number four or five in the Harry Potter series. He did five all the way to like eight or whatever the last one was. So he directed all those and he's directing all of these. Okay. And so I think one of the big, um, 
one of the big weaknesses is that he's directing all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really liked all the I liked all the Harry Potter movies, which everybody knows. Like number three is definitely the standout because it was Alfonso yeah, Cuarón. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but even like like Chris Columbus directed the first two. Cuarón did the fourth one. Third one. Third one. Yeah. And then um, I forget who did the fourth one. Yeah, I don't but remember. I think it was Yates that did the fifth one and then did okay. all of them all the way through. So um, even though I think, you know, he's he's a good director and everything. I re- well, well, questionable. I, I didn't yeah. like Tarzan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he okay. did The Legend of Tarzan, ah. um, which was really bad. Yeah. Like, really bad. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't think there's any room that having him direct all of them like there's no room for these movies to like get creative or right. look fresh or look new because you just have like these wizarding world movies are supposed to look like this mm-hmm. so th- that's it this is this is that stamp and like that's kind of a bummer because you needed somebody like an Alfonso Cuarón to take you out of the kids movie and bring you into a little bit more of a darker young adult movie with number right. 3 which is which is why a lot of people like that movie in yeah. particular. Even if you haven't seen any of the Harry Potter movies, like there are people out there who have just seen that movie and are like, this is a great movie. Yeah, it's really, really good. And it was like that in the books too. That that third book was a pretty big turning Turn- point okay. in the series where it went from just these sort of like, yeah, you know, fun kind of like flights of fancy. Okay. Uh, you know, with like some clever twists and turns along the way into something that was like, wow, there's like, there's like moral ambiguity in this and like, you know, things that, you know, it felt like the stories and the books and everything like were maturing, like with the characters, you know, as the characters at their ages and the stories would have started to encounter some of these things about the world Mm -hmm. that, you know, you don't understand when you're a kid, like those things wove their way into like the conflicts and the other characters, you know, present. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, they had to grapple with that stuff on top of, you know, that's, that's what made those books so good is right. like, yeah, it's wizard stuff. But at the end, of the day, there was this real human. Yeah, this is shit we all have to deal with kind of thing. You right. know, what's right and wrong, you know, and all that type of shit. And how, you know, that that sometimes it, it that the answers lie in a gray area in between, you know, two okay. extremes. It's okay. not always just like this is the good guy and this is the bad guy. And it's always going to be that simple. You know, it became yeah. more of like, yeah. a, uh, I don't know. Like that was the one that. Number three was the one who had the it was the werewolf in it, the teacher who was the, the wolf, right? Yeah. Yeah. Him. Prisoner of Azkaban. The prisoner of Azkaban, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and then um, it had that, his uncle. Yeah. And, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Gary Oldman. Like crushing it. it. Yeah. It. Yeah. Still the best Dracula. Uh in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Of course. <laughs> but um anyway, uh so yeah, the movies also, because you know, the the first two movies whatever. They're kids movies. Yeah, they're exactly. kids movies. They're, like hundred percent. They're, they're kids Chris movies. Columbus movies, yes, you know, yes, through yes. and through and like fine. Yeah. But then three was like, holy shit, this is to quote some people who have talked to us about our film, Chicago Rot. <laughs> oh, this is like a movie movie. Yes. This is, <laughs> it was, you know, it oh, was I should take this seriously. Yeah, yeah, it was it was something like approaching a film. Yeah. You know, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. go that far with it, but it was a it was a really good movie. Right, I right. really dug it. Um and then, yeah, you know, after that, it kind of, you know, I saw four and five, and then I don't think I saw anyone's past that because it okay. just kind of like, yeah, it seemed to just, you know, okay, I've read the books. We got, we got Yates. <laughs> I know the story. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it was just exact to your point. It was just getting a little like sort of standardized. Yeah. You know, where it's like, okay, I just, you know, I get what the aesthetic is. I get what the approach is. And like, if we're not really changing that, then, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good. I've read the books. Yeah, right. I'm not, you know. 
for me, that's the exciting part about reading books is like your active imagination participation in the story. Right. Is like, you know, I, I don't want to see, you know, uh, somebody else's visualization of what I've already like created in my head. You know, yeah. a lot of the times is, you know, and especially when I've seen it and I know where the story goes and like, well, you're not going to really change that. Cause it's going to be the same director, you know, for all these movies. Right. Right. You know, I kind of get the sense of like, yeah, I'm good. You yeah. know, um, it's, you know, I'm not against like books being adapted into movies, of course, like there's interesting things you can do with the interpretation of it. But like, you know, these are these are straightforward. We're just telling the story from the book. Yeah, you know, they're right. not trying to do this big like artistic thing mm-hmm. with like changing the way that they adapt this text into another media. No, it's like we're just we're just visualizing the story for you. Yeah, right. And, you know, so that's you know, that's a little unexciting for me to begin with just because it's like, I, you know, I read that. I visualized them myself <laughs> and like that was it was great. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, so. So, yeah, you know, I can see where um you know that that to your point, like you know what you what you say is like a, a downside to having a, the same director and J.K. Rowling writing all you know the same basically like head team core team yeah creating all these Fantastic Beast movies is like you're yeah you're not going to see anything change. It's just going to be like more of that exactly. Which I think is again to the title you know yes. Fantastic Beasts, the Crimes yeah. of Grindelwald. It tells you right there like it's just more of that. Right, 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 right. And I think that's Did that's, you like Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? You wish it was a couple hours longer? Here we go. Here it is. And we're throwing in Johnny Depp <laughs> yep. and Jude Law for good measure. Yeah. You know, I think it's really I think it's really cool like there's a lot of little um you know in the uh I think they even they revealed it in the last trailer we watched the final trailer was that um the there's an Asian actress that's in the movie, and uh, Ezra Miller's character he whispers her name. Uh, it's like, uh, it's actually um, what's her name? Fuck, I can't remember. Hmm. I was. What's the bad guy in what's Voldemort? Yeah, it's a snake. Oh yeah, yeah. The snake. That's the woman. Oh yeah, the that's snake. who she is. She's the snake. Mm-hmm. Like before, like yeah, she the show were like transform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's some connection now to Voldemort. Okay, sure. More apparent. Yeah, because I mean, they've obviously got to like build to that since it's a prequel to Harry Potter. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, right. So um, there's all like these little you know Easter eggs in in the movie, like character wise and stuff. But I mean, and I think it's kind of cool that they're getting all these like other actors. That'll be like the most. That's that's the only reason you will now go see. Uh, what is this number two? Three more Fantastic Beasts movies. Mm-hmm. Is what's the next big name actor that's going to come in and be like a villain or a bad right. guy or like yeah. Johnny Depp's partner or some shit like yeah. that? Do you know what I mean? And so exactly. it's like that's really the only reason. It's like a rotating showcase. It is. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the With, only. Yeah. Yeah. flashes to like harry potter you know i think like right again that's like this is always going to play second fiddle to like what's already out there with harry potter so mm-hmm. it's like it it feels like you know exactly they're going to throw in all of these little tiny things that are just continually going to connect back to the story that you actually like yeah right. and, <laughs> and wish there was more of yeah yeah so you know using this as like a roundabout way to basically contribute more to the fiction that people actually want to be seen mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, like it seems like that's really all they they've kind of got to hang their hat on with this is like this pre-existing other world that like we don't want to tell more of that story. Right. So we're just going to tell this totally side story, but basically acquiesce to those demands by just continually throwing yeah. in these little things. <laughs> right. 
um, under this under the auspices of like we're building the larger universe of the mm-hmm. wizarding world, but in actuality, we all know what you're doing. You're just yeah, right. You're just yeah, you're half-assed giving people more Harry Potter. Yeah, is essentially what's yeah. going on with these movies. I mean, I like the idea of learning more about the wizarding world. Like mm-hmm. I I I liked all the rest of, all the rest of the Harry Potter movies. Um, to the point where, like, when it was announced that she was going to be doing these Fantastic Beast movies, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be cool!" Like, I really like the trailer for the first one. Like, I was pumped because I I've never read any of the Harry Potter books. I'm just a movie yeah. movie fan, but uh, like, I was very interested to be put in a world where my main character is is a wizard and knows he's a wizard and like this, you know, where 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 our point of view is not someone who is learning it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. He's fully formed. Right. As this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool to see and I was excited to see where it was gonna go. But just based off the second trailer, I'm just kind of like I don't know. I'm not getting anything really new other than I'm sure yeah. you just repurposed a lot of sets for this stuff. Right. You know I mean? And just like, like, hey guys, we got young Dumbledore. Yeah. Everybody yeah. likes Dumbledore. Yeah. And the muggles need protecting. Now there's a young right. version of yeah, him. Right. You know, exactly. it's again, it's just kind of like feeds into believing that there's just a lot of like fan service pandering going on in this movie. Yeah. And again, that that's all there really is. Cause like they can't, they can't convey a story in the trailer, or like why you should care about anything that's happening beyond like ah, it's Harry Potter world, yeah. you know. So you care. Uh, so they, I mean, they cram it with young Dumbledore. It's like he's more of the main character in those trailers than yeah, fucking the, Newt Scamander is. Yeah. Like you know, he's I, front and center in the final one. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and and it seems like Newt's character is obviously like kind of like awkward and maybe a little more you know like sort of laconic. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, so obviously the more charismatic, gregarious type like Dumbledore is going to come across as like the stronger character. But I mean, they really like right. just he's the only one like telling you anything in the trailer mm-hmm. or even, you know, and obviously just pulling all the strings. Yeah. Yeah. And just telling Newt like what to do. Right. Um, which doesn't just isn't really that interesting of a movie. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, and then I, I was going to mention, too, because you brought up, uh, you know, the actresses in the film. Mm-hmm. Man, they really like almost went out of their way to just like sideline all of the female characters like in the trailers. I mean they yeah. none of them speak, none of them are introduced even. Like you don't even know who any of them are. It's just like shot of like a woman in like some crazy outfit with like cool hair mm-hmm. and makeup looking really pretty like walking into a room and yeah, then it's yeah. just like cut. What's <laughs> um what's uh, It's just really weird, you know, that 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 like you know they're they're just so obviously used as sort of like eye candy in the trailer, which seems really disrespectful in this day and age, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, especially for something that has like a young adult fan base yeah. as well, yeah. and you know should be imparting some yeah. of this. Like sure, you know maybe in the movie they come across, but uh, you know Bobby and I were we were talking earlier today about you know, the mishaps of, of many things recently that have tried to impart like a female empowerment message uh-huh. and have just 
completely fallen flat on their face by just like missing the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it seems so basically my faith in anyone's ability, especially within like a blockbuster film like this to be able to do that yeah, is pretty yeah. much nil. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, seeing this in the trailer too, just like additionally incensed me about this already, okay. like sort of lingering issue that, that we've been discussing and has been, you know, getting picked at over the past couple of weeks in particular. Yeah. Yeah. By some things that she'll go unnamed yes. for fear of me just fucking throwing Bobby's <laughs> computer across the room. <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyway, so I, you know, that, that was something that kind of stuck out to me as well, because again, it's three trailers. Yeah. And in every single one, they missed the boat on this of like, Hey, let's maybe introduce who the, let's make these women into people yeah, in the trailer. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, that's true. And and again, like all it is is just like nope, just young Dumbledore. Just people right. love Dumbledore. Give him more young Dumbledore. Jude Law is fucking hot, guys. Well, Dumbledore is gay, so yeah, maybe that. Oh yeah, I, right. I forgot that. <laughs> Your reaction to that was pretty great. Well, I, that was just like a weird thing to yeah. add, like, I don't know, postscript to your book. But that it didn't just, bug me. No, it doesn't bug me. But Was it's it just, postscript in the book? No, it, it's not in any of the books. It was like literally just something that J.K. Rowling says, said in an interview one ah. day. She was just like, oh, yeah, Dumbledore's gay. And it was like, I, you know, like, don't. <laughs> don't shoehorn that in there to make it seem like you're really i don't know like with the times and yeah, like yeah, you've yeah. been oh i've had this progressive message in my book for years <laughs> you know you got i just never told anyone yeah but yeah he's been gay the whole time and it's like well it doesn't matter you right. know like that's never come up in any of the stories it doesn't make it it's like you know when there was the whole like bert and ernie you know are gay and stuff oh and it's like, yeah, yeah yeah no they're puppets yeah they're not straight they're not gay they're puppets they're, they're not real yeah <laughs> so yeah let's just let that be it doesn't right. matter you know like that's really you know sometimes in this push for like progressive thought and everything it's like people seem to forget you know they're like oh we shouldn't be labeled but i'm this and this is that and that's that and you need to recognize all of this and it's like okay so which do you want to be labeled then mm-hmm or do you want to not be labeled? Because I think ultimately, and, and I'm not saying we're there yet, but like ultimately the push of progressivism should be for all this to just kind of, in a way, not really matter. Yeah. You know, we're just cool with it. Right. Sure. Like you're gay, you're trans, you're straight, like mm-hmm. whatever. We're all people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like that should really kind of be the ultimate goal. And stuff like this, I think, you know, where you shoehorn these things in that don't really matter. It was like, no, I thought this was more powerful when it was just like, doesn't matter, you guys. Like, right. They're, the the characters exist as much as they exist in the books, and right. like what his sexual orientation is, what this person's sexual orientation, it doesn't matter. You know, that's not going to like change anything. And like, yes, I get it that like people need characters they can identify with, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a great thing. And like, you know, again, like you know, I wasn't a big fan of Black Panther, but I understand its yeah. incredible value. Right, right, right. You know, to specifically, you know, like the black community mm-hmm. not having like superhero that like, you know, kids can go see and go, hey, that's fucking me on screen. You yeah, know, like, right. I've had that my whole life. You know, I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how much I've had that my whole life. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, great. Another fucking guy who looks like me on screen. You know, I think what's cool um, is like so. So I get like I get all that. But yeah, I think when you shoehorn this stuff in and it's like that's not actually, you know, if you're going to make that part of that character's identity, that should be like part of that character's strengths and weaknesses. Right. You know, but when you don't play any of that like nuance or what that actually 
those kinds of things actually like have an impact on your life or like, you know, a character who's really living a life of like, you know, a home. that would be a fascinating story to examine yeah. what it's like to be a homosexual in the wizarding world. Yeah. You know, what, is there a stigma to that? Do right. they not care? Like, dude, we got fucking like dragons. We got to, we don't care who you're fucking. You yeah, know? right. Exactly. Maybe they don't give a shit. <laughs> Maybe it's a huge deal. I mean, they're still super British and it's like, you know, very proper. So it's like, <laughs> who the fuck knows, you know? That could be an interesting thing to explore, but to not do that, I think, like, again, you you sort of, like, diminish that rather than, you know, giving this, like, oh, no, now, like, you know, uh, like, homosexuals who read the story can, like, identify with this character because he's, you know, he has the same sexual orientation. It's like, well, if that's not actually in the story and doesn't play into his experiences in the world and in Mm -hmm. his stories, then it's like then no, you're not really giving them that. And you're also diminishing it to just being like a really superficial like character trait. Right. That all it is is just like something you put in like a backstory bio. Like, all it oh, is also is a character trait. Likes dudes. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, no, that's there's a lot more to that than mm-hmm. likes dudes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and if you want to go that route, awesome. That would be really cool. Again, I would love to see that story told. I think it'd be a really interesting angle mm-hmm. to this whole world. Yeah. Um, but if it's not there, don't pretend it is, you know, and don't tell people it is because it's, it's sort of like false hope in a way, you know, and it's like, it would be much better if you just wrote a really great homosexual character instead of like saying like, Oh, Hey, no, I gave you guys something. It's like, no, actually write it. Uh, Jeremy and I, my roommate, Jeremy, we were talking the other day that, uh, I started watching that show Shit's Creek on Netflix. Okay. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, one of Hannah's coworkers has been. Yeah, I he he uh, he had, he had, um, he told me to watch it. He was he was binging it for a while, uh, and I started watching it. and really dug it, but one of the I'll go for it. Yeah. One of the kids uh, in the in the show is uh, actually I believe it is actually Eugene Levy's son, okay. like his actual son, plays his son on the show. But and it's clear that the that his son is uh, is gay, and the character is gay on the show. But there is, you know, when they, the first episode is they lose all their, they lose their house and all their money and they relocate to a, to a town that Eugene Levy's character uh, bought as a joke like years ago. Okay. And he forgot that he owned it. (laughs) So this is the town that they relocate to. But when they get to the town and, you know, the townspeople are meeting, you know, his kids and everything, there is never any mention of like. Oh, you're gay, mm-hmm. or he doesn't even say like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gay." He's just, you know, the character is just the character. Yeah. Even to the parents, like, there's no explaining it. There's no, you know, like, like a like a pride flag or anything like that. Like, he is just playing a character, and everybody, you know, the audience knows. Yeah. But it's not like a it's not like a secret in the show. Right. right? Yeah. Which is great because it's like, God, I'm just being able to watch like a gay character on a television show. Right. And not really, have to like and not have to not have someone be like, well, wait a minute. Have that moment where you're like, wait a minute. You like you like dudes. Yeah. You like guys. Right. Like, we don't have to explain that or have the moment where like someone in the community is like, you know, homophobic. And yeah, then they have their like right. come to Jesus moment exactly. of like, oh, man, just you know, he's just a good person. Actually, yeah, you right. know, it's like, yeah, you know, that's. That type of stuff is great. And that's like, you know, that's where some of this balance comes in. Cause yeah, I should clarify. I'm not saying like everything that involves like a homosexual character needs to like put that front and center and be like this whole, you know, like, you know, big social commentary kind of movie about it. Like, but uh, again, like, you know, 
getting that balance right where it's like you bring it in like that's clearly part of this character Mm -hmm. you know and then if sure if a situation comes up where you know there is some sort of conflict that might revolve around that Mm -hmm. like it's just understood we didn't have to like you know have this preachy moment where we like built into this yeah and yeah being able to again you know that's sort of where where, like progressivism progressivism should really be taking us is like Mm -hmm. you know if there's just a gay character on the show it's like cool he's gay there yeah we don't have to have like you know uh, the whole, you know, six episode story arc yeah. about like people becoming okay with him being gay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, sure, those stories need to be told. And, yeah. you know, there are some, you know, stories being told like that, but not every story that involves a homosexual character needs to have that. Yeah. It might have been really cool. More yeah. interesting to have him, you know, for us as an audience who have either A, read the book or not read the book, discover that Dumbledore is gay within the Fantastic Beast universe. Mm-hmm. Like, but just <laughs> yeah. as a character, right? Like, where you just discover, like, oh, okay, holy shit. Like, you know, and to where, you know, it isn't so much of a postscript. Yeah. Just kind right. of like, you know, and I know. I've yeah. been listening to this podcast. I've told you about it. Uh, it's called Attack of the Queer Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I, I just told Jeremy about this episode that they did, their Halloween episode was about. Uh, they they didn't review a movie, but it's it's two gay guys and a, and a gay woman, you know, gay woman. They're all they're all queer, and they um, they just talked about three movies each uh, that uh, made an impact on them as a young person, mm-hmm. right? And some of them were horror movies, uh, some of them weren't. But Nightmare on Elm Street two, not not Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't on there, but. Wow. What was interesting to me was that uh, two of the character, two of the characters, two of the uh, people on the podcast, one of them picked uh, the Scream movies mm. and how, you know, uh, in the first Scream movie, like the Skeet Ulrich character and uh, one of the other characters, his buddy in the movie, Matthew like Lillard, Matthew Lillard yeah. that there are these very apparent gay undertones, uh, you know, subtextually to these characters. OK, but it's not like in your face in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't like I'm sure, you know, and I didn't even know that Kevin Williamson, the guy who has written all the Scream movies, is a gay man. And so I, it was so, it's been so interesting to listen to this podcast where what these people do is they, what they do is talk about a movie, a horror movie, uh, and they talk about the gay undertones or subtext within that movie, you know, uh, for, for them and how, uh, like, and they're not, and, and this isn't like, from what I understand at least, this isn't like crazy, like fan theory, conspiracy theory type of stuff. Like they're really examining movies that really really do, you know, from a very, I mean, yes, irreverent, but like seriously discussing these films from like an analytical standpoint of like, no, there's serious like homosexual undertones to this. Right, right. That, yeah, yeah, like in this case, you Mm -hmm. know, we're probably very much intended. Yeah, to the point where some, uh, you know, one of the one of the guys was just like, yeah, like this movie, like helped me like come out, you know. That's awesome. Which was cool. And like I I, I didn't realize that would that so much of horror has like helped people they were talking about uh carrie today actually mm-hmm. and in how you know her mom throws her in the closet and just sort of the you know the double meaning of being in the closet right right and in a way that's it sucks that her mom is being thrown that she's being thrown in the closet but that it's the only place where she's kind of like protected from her mother. Mm-hmm. Where, you know what I mean? So her mother just doesn't like <laughs> cause any more damage to her, <laughs> but still she's still not being herself. Right. Cause she's, right. you know, metaphorically and physically in right. the closet. It's dealing with that trouble. Yeah. yeah. Of like, oh, this is a comfortable place to be, but it's right. also what's restricting me from 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. And I know, and I mean, you know, um, body horror and like, you know, transgender yes. uh, people, oh, there's yeah, always yeah, yeah. been a real That's big true. connection That's between true. those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in terms of, yeah, I know a lot of people that are transgender mm-hmm. are really like Cronenberg movies and, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. other types of body horror where there's like, you know, just I seeing on screen this conflict between like yourself and like yourself, you know, yeah, right. something yes, inside of you true. that that is yeah. rebelling against, you know, the exterior. Right, right. And things like that. You know, there's obviously like very strong metaphorical connections there to mm-hmm. be made. And, um, you know, in the ultimate act of being able to like, you know, uh, get rid of this thing that's gnawing away at you from yes. the inside yes. or, you know, be able to, you know, or release this thing. Mm-hmm. And like, it turns out that it's actually not the end of the world. It's actually something that's great, you know? Yeah. And like, you yeah. know, so they, it's been played a lot of different ways, but, but it makes sense that like, you know, sort of, um, you know, underrepresented or misrepresented, you know, communities and, you know, identities and orientations and all those type, uh, uh, all those things have been, um, have have kind of you know in genre film found their voice you right. know prior to you know hopefully things continue to move forward with you know progress progress and you know acceptance and everything and again as we were discussing before this can be a little bit more yeah yeah you know not like tucked away in all these movies but again like hopefully we can get to a place where it doesn't have to be quite so concealed you know in a way unless yeah. unless that's part of the intent you know of right, the way the story right. is being told yeah. but like you know the unfortunate like subtext of a lot of these types of stories is like they had to hide it in there because they couldn't come out and say it you exactly. know because the movie wouldn't have gotten fucking made yeah right, right. so you know, it's like a double-edged sword in that mm-hmm. way where it's like oh that's really cool at the same time like man isn't that fucked up that they just couldn't like make these two characters gay in this movie though? Yeah, right yeah you know like they had <laughs> right. to just like oh let's just yeah for anybody with an ear they'll pick up on it mm-hmm. but you know so um i think you know like the the Harry Potter, like bringing it back to like yeah. the Wizarding World and Harry Potter. I mean, it is kind of like you know when this. I don't know if the Wizarding World, you know, universe is still like a phenomenon or whatever. I mm-hmm. I don't feel like it is, but clearly Harry Potter was when it was like yeah. coming out <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And so it kind of reminds me of you know when X Men came out. You know, that was an, the first X Men movie is definitely like an allegory for like coming out, you mm-hmm. know, like being gay. You know, it was really, you know, prevalent in at least the first two movies. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, um, and it tried to be with the third one with like the whole cure. You know, you're going to cure being right. a mutant. It didn't really hit it home at all. But, yeah, you know. Being made by like a fucking straight male <laughs> sex addict. <Right. laughs> it didn't, didn't really help, help I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I can. You know, Brian Singer was able to bring some authenticity to that perspective. <laughs> right. You right. know, when he handled it. But Brett Ratner. I, <laughs> could not have picked like a worse person for that job, yes, you know, exactly. like in, in every way. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I could um, see, I could see Harry Potter and, you know, Fantastic Beasts. If it decides, if the people behind the scenes decide to like turn this series around yeah. being sort of one of those, one of those kinds of movies where it's just sort of, you know, there are these characters, like you were saying that, you know, um, are gay or just have yeah. certain kind of, you know, right. Interesting, and like, like, you know? Yeah. And it, like, well, you don't need to put the magnifying glass on top of their homosexuality. It's like, they still need to have that as part of their identity. Yeah, you know? Right, and yeah. like, that's, yeah, that's just kind of what's like lacking, mm-hmm. you know, I feel. And, and, you know, maybe, you know, they maybe might, Grindelwald it, I, and Dumbledore I, are gay lovers. Just fucking make maybe we're just about to see a multi-million dollar gay, like, Okay, I right I would go check it out then. That Fuck. would be fucking. I just awesome. thought about yeah. this. I did not mean to cut you off, but oh no, I this love just it. Just kind of got me excited for the movie. 
I'm not going to lie. Okay, spoiler alert. That's not going to happen. I know, but, but still. But <laughs> I would love it if it did. I'm with you. You, oh you might have just sold me. Like, I'll be si- but it'll just bring <laughs> that, you know, be yeah. even more disappointing when it doesn't happen. Because yeah. that's all that's going to carry me through this movie is like, oh, my God. Are they going to kiss at the end? Gonna- That'd be so awesome. This then, is just this yeah, whole movie. This whole don't. series is an argument they had. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It's like, yeah, it's 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 a big budget version of Jean-Luc Godard's Contempt, <laughs> which actually okay. has there there is a single shot thirty minute marital argument in that movie. Whoa! It's re- it it just fucking goes there. It's just thirty minutes of straight up. You're just watching a married couple fight. Damn. Yeah, it's it's why I mean it's very good art. Oh but my god, I just want this. The series just took a if whole it yeah, took if, a right turn for me right now. If David Yates came out tomorrow and was like my main inspiration for the crimes of Grindelwald was Jean Luc Godard's contempt, I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna go watch this wow. movie. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I like what you kind of posited prior earlier is like if they actually you know i i still wish jk rowling hadn't said that in an interview mm-hmm. to like add this element to that oh, character yeah, right, right, right. like i think it would be it would kind of be cool if like the fantastic beast movies again being prequels yes were a way to like subtly inject that into the proceedings right and like have you you know like after fantastic beast three right having people coming out of the theater going wait a second so did they? Is Dumbledore gay? Yeah, like, right. That, yeah. Is that? Yeah. And you know, do it in a way that's like really respectful and consistent with the character because he's obviously he does have this like gentle manner about him. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there yeah there are elements to him that you could say are like a little more I don't know effeminate. Mm-hmm. Not that that again characterizes every homosexual, but yeah, right, right, right. You know, th- there are elements that if they do it right with the way they introduce that element to his character, it mm-hmm. could make it feel consistent. Yeah. With that entirety of that character through all of these movies right right and that would be really cool i mean i know i make the joke about him and grindelwald being in a relationship yeah but like i don't know if i was writing it that would be something i would write on a no card right to be like okay maybe we're fucking (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is where we start to see the fork in the road is that you know like there are two characters who are dealing with their sexuality in a way and they find solace within each other. God damn it, Dorian. I need to stop. I maybe that's this. why maybe that's why Dumbledore <laughs> can't go after him. Oh because he's in love with him. Oh my God. I'm just loving this more and more. We're just uh, we're continuing our we should add to the description. We need to make this like a subsection of the podcast. Yeah. Where we, we sh- just like write an entirely different movie. I was gonna say <laughs> that was gonna that's that should be part of the spiel about explaining what we do on this show is not only do we review trailers, but we posit ways to make the films better. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we've done that so many times now. Yeah. Like one day, so, I don't know, some asshole studio execs like intern is gonna come in and be like, yo. I've been listening to this podcast. You need to hear this shit. Yeah. We might need to take a flight to Chicago. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They're just going to brain rape us. They'll just steal oh, all of true. our ideas. Yeah, They'll yeah, never yeah. pay us a dime or acknowledge it. Yeah. <laughs> We're just putting it out there for free. I'll still have this podcast to be like, that was my idea. Yeah. It's not going to do me any good, but still. No. But, dude. Wow. We just, to- I feel like. I mean, that and in would- under an hour, we totally broke this open. Yeah. <laughs> cracked it cracked that nut wide crack open. open pulled ripped the door of the closet <laughs> from its hinges <laughs> that's a good one i like yeah. that better i like the imagery better on yeah that with a wand they just <laughs> even, it away. Hey, even harry potter lived in a closet for like he you did know. oh my yeah. god yes 
Wow. Under the staircase. See, this yeah. is what I like about this is what I This is why diversity is a good thing. Do you see these new perspectives we're viewing all this through yeah. that we never would have considered? Yeah. If there had just continued to be this like experiential bias of just like right. you know, every movie is told from the perspective of like how a straight white male experiences the world. Yeah. And I think that's why I've been really loving, you know, listening to the to the podcast I mentioned. It's just that it's a Yeah, I need to listen to it. A, it sounds do, so good. It's a definite like enemy oh my God, they it's a fun podcast. There's so much fun and it's hilarious. Yeah, that's but it's the, just so interesting to learn, you know, about learn about uh watch a movie or have a movie explained to you from a different point of view from yeah. a life that's not your own right. or a lifestyle yeah. that you don't necessarily live but obviously you appreciate and see all these new things in movies that you maybe have sort of taken for granted yeah you know and it's not that like we're sitting here trying to make like the wizarding world like the gayest thing you've ever seen right but no, it's interesting exactly, now yeah. because like that gateway is the character of dumbledore being gay, mm-hmm. right? Uh, per the author, and now going back and looking at this movie or how he's characterized in this movie, in the movies and also this new series, mm-hmm. uh, like how they'll go about like handling that. Yeah, you know, even though that's not the point <laughs> of the movies, it's just like, well, now it's out there. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> if anybody's like really interested in getting to the nit and grit of these movies, it's that's where that interpretation will come from. And now like on my mind is just attuned to that. Mm-hmm. And now even you're like, well, Harry Potter lived in a closet. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. I know, dude. Yeah. God damn it. No, it, like it enriches. I don't know. It, having those different perspectives just enriches your, uh, your ability to like enjoy or find depth within yes. so many yes. different things in like new ways, you know, mm-hmm. just things you never would have considered from your perspective that like all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, wow, that's totally there. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, you don't need that to just enjoy this for what it is, as like a story or whatever. Right. But, you know, the fact that like these little elements are there just to add all of that sort of like, you know, the, the depth to the world. Right. And, you know, and then when you get exposed to them, like when somebody else comes from their perspective and it's like, it's just amazing how sometimes it seems so obvious, you know, and like right. it, it just exposes to you a little bit more like how much of like, you know, the, the bubble or your blinders kind of like, you know, how far they really extend. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's always, it's always nice to be able to pull those back a little bit more and be yeah. able to see a bit more of the world for what it really is and, and everything that it entails. Uh, like old noir films mm-hmm. from like the thirties and forties, like oftentimes I will kind of watch as though they are science fiction films. Okay. Because in a lot of ways they are. Yeah. Like just it is like an alien world. Yeah. You know, yeah. the way like how people talk, what their set of priorities are. Is everything like how, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like it's just like those attitudes are so like outmoded that, right. you know, it may as well be an entirely different planet with alien customs and all that. It's like, sure, they look like people. Yeah. But this is not how people interact. <laughs> yeah, right. This is not <laughs> how you, you know, handle a situation and like all this. And <laughs> it's just so fascinating. And uh, and yeah, especially with noir, where it's taken to this like stylistic extreme as well, right? With right. so many things, um, but you know, but again, it like, and also it's sometimes them being in black and white, right? And how they're totally <laughs> a gray area. Sometimes. They're so yeah, the, I, you know, some of the most There's colorful no- characters in cinema are in black and white. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, um, I hope that they build that into the stories of these Fantastic Beast movies as things move forward. Yes. And you'll have to report back to me after you see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Crimes of Grindelwald. I, I feel like I'm going to um, be watching an entirely different movie. Yeah, I'm just I know. so excited for like the, you know, the linchpin between 
Grindelwald yeah. and Dumbledore. To oh, you're gonna that. come back. You're gonna come back and be like, "What was this hetero nonsense?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it would be cool if if you know some of that were were to be injected into these films. And again, like you know, yeah. sort of let that be, you know. In a way, like, you know, uh, something that can add, you know, not like a plot twist that's just like yeah, is no. some generic, you know, right, superficial yeah. thing that happens, but just something that really like grows out of the character. Yeah, exactly. Like develops and 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 reinforces and strengthens, you know, the entire foundation of like what it is people love about these and like mm-hmm. adds to those characters in like a meaningful way that doesn't like you know, yeah, make anyone, like, feel cheated or anything yeah, like that about this right. character, but it just feels like such a natural extension of them. And again, like, holy shit, how did I not notice that before? Yeah. You know, like, it's so clear that, like, yeah, it, 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 it should have been obvious to me. Yeah. You know, and, like, that type of perspective into these films would be great, but I, you know, again, I don't hold out much hope for that actually being the case. Yeah, no, I mean, I, and even aside from Dumbledore, like everything that you're saying should ring true for all the characters. Yes. In yes, the movies right. too. And I know we, we've been kind of like on a Dumbledore kick yeah. right well, now, which has been good because yeah. he's a very big part of this movie. Yeah, apparently. frankly, for, you know, from <laughs> what I can tell from the trailers, that's the only part of the movie, you know, that they want you to care about. So. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about Dumbledore. But uh, but no, dude. Yeah, I really, I really, I really, really hope they dated. Yeah. <laughs> God, I really. We hope dated in college. We, we dated, dated at Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! That if that line is in the movie, like I'll I'll go. Just Man. tell me. Like you don't need to tell me anything else, Dorian. The line the we dated at Hogwarts yeah. is in the trailer. Well, it has to be specific Dumbledore talking about Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah, it can't just be that line like somebody else saying it. But That would be really cool. One of the female pieces of eye candy in the trailer is like, oh, Dumbledore, we dated in, high, in Hogwarts. <laughs> and then she like bats her eyes at him and then he yeah. walks away and does important man stuff. Important you know? man stuff. Yeah, would be. That's basically the tone that I'm looking at for this movie, just from the trailer. You Important know, man stuff. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. You know, where yeah. where I would I would Daddy's love. Daddy's going to work, baby. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fantastic Beast. Daddy's going Go to work, work, baby. Yeah, that might even be a better title than oh. Fantastic Whispers: The Crimes of Redmayne. Okay, that's uh, my title for it. Fantastic Beast. Daddy's, Daddy's going, going to, to work. work yeah, yeah. I hope they don't you know, bring in some measure of progressivism only to find regression in another area. Cause sometimes uh, that's the case okay, where it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like he's a strong, like homosexual character and he's like getting shit done. We're adding that element to his character and cool. But like every time he talks to a woman, it's just like, all right, see ya, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like don't, don't, you know, you got to like continue to add to where we're yeah. at, not like yeah. throw something else like, you know, further down the mix mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, reach some sort of progress in another area, which again, like, you know, just because of like that element of this trailer, how it is like so tone deaf to like that element of its own existence. Right. It makes me think that like none of this is going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's it's literally like you know we've been way over analyzing this. This is literally Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, it is. Hey guys, remember that other thing you liked? Here's more of it, and right. that's all we're going to get out of it. And it would be awesome if it had these other things in it, but let's not kid ourselves; it won't. The whole entitlement thing that we were talking about. See, now we're going to be mad that this movie doesn't live up to the completely unreasonable expectations <laughs> we've just created yeah. for ourselves from nothing. 
but somewhere deep <laughs> down in my heart, I have that. I have yeah. that moment. I yeah. have that. I have that Grindelwald and Dumbledore moment in the hallway where we know it's over. They just like it's done. come over and like hold hands. No, and it's, look just, it's at just a e- look. They look at each other, but then one of them like looks away and just walks and lets go. It's that <laughs> it's that look in the trailer when they're looking at each other in the mirror. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that look right there. Damn. Boom. Maybe that's maybe this is gonna get like really fucking heated like politically. Like maybe Grindelwald's crime is homosexuality, oh, and like they're gonna fuck, go. They're it's gonna get like fucking incendiary. Damn. Like Yo. it turns out in the wizarding world, like they do not, they do not look kindly upon that shit. Like, I am not apologizing for this. Fire David Yates, Dorian Weinzimmer for <laughs> Fantastic Beast Three. <laughs> you, dude, I'll do it. Give me carte blanche. I'll Fuck, do it. Like, man. I, and I mean, it could work. Like with this setup, with this trade, like nobody would have a fucking clue until they go to see the movie and they're like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> This is getting really intense. Like you go into making one of the most progressive <laughs> movies. Yeah. In the world, so, yeah. Like yeah, and just just hitting it hard. This is going to be like the, the Philadelphia of, oh, the, fuck, of the Harry dude. Potter world. Like we're putting the whole system on trial in this movie, man. Damn. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm done. I'm afraid of. I like, think. I think. I'm afraid of like where we, this conversation might go next. If we, we do any more, yeah. it'll just. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a good spot to end it. It's gonna turn into just like, all right, Fantastic Beast Four is just straight up hardcore porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, we've we've gone too far. Yeah, now. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I like where we're at. It's like a hard hitting. Uh, it's like hard copy edition of the couch. Yeah, right now, <laughs> seriously. And then yeah, pos- or pitching the hard copy edition of Fantastic yeah. Beast. It's like yeah. guys, this was just supposed to be like a fun story. No. There's nothing fun about this, you guys. Right. Um, so, and and I do I do want to end on one little positive thing. Okay. That I think positive about the trailer. Yeah, about the trailer. Okay. Um, cool. Because one little thing that I do like that I think a lot of people, um, and and hopefully this is something that's prevalent in the film, but like you know I like that the movie doesn't forget to just like have a sense of wonder about like the fact that there's magic all around us. That's true. You know, there's like, there's just little moments in that trailer where it's just like, you know, we're following a main character, but then the camera like veers off to go like watch some weird little thing that's happening. Yeah. You know? And it's like, we pull away from like newt to just be like, Oh, what's this? Right. Right. And like, that's, I didn't, you know, that, that's the type of stuff that, that could, you know, make this world feel actually like living and breathing. Okay. Is it's not just this like we're only you know we're going from plot point to plot point yeah, you know like yeah. we're only showing what's important to the end of the movie you know and like how we're gonna get there it's like no I you know these movies should have just like hey yeah there's people floating around in bubbles here you yeah. know or things like that or like you know it doesn't always or other times we're in the trailer which I thought was kind of neat too where it's like they don't you know make the like magic that's happening the center of the shot. Right. Where it'll just be like a giant wide shot of like this really cool location and then like really small in like the bottom corner, like a guy will just like teleport in. Yes. You know, like little. So there's little things like that, little choices that I think are are really kind of, you know, neat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. For a movie like this that like, you know, could could really help with just like building the world and things like that. But again, it's like it's got to have the rest as well. Exactly. And, And what that's what I'm not seeing in the trailer. But you know, I will give it some credit. There are some just like, you know, if, if it's kind of got that element 
to it where it's like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, it just, you know, has its own natural sense of like discovery and sort of like, Hey, I've, you know, I kind of want to just like look around this place a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and just kind of take in mm-hmm. this, this magical space, you know, like I, I really dig that. Um, that, that's sort of like, neo-realist approach to just like you know yeah this isn't important to the film or anything right now mm-hmm. it's just like a cool little thing that's happening that just makes this feel like real life and like a real place since i've seen the first one what you're describing to me feels like a, a trait of newt mm-hmm. because newt is very like, okay he'll be looking at something and then something else will catch his eye so i think visually within the trailer i think um even though I don't feel like the trailer is from Newt's point of view, mm-hmm. you know, right? Um, that sort of that sort of direction, uh, you know, that that camera work or that veering off, like you were saying, reminds me a lot of just like Newt as a character. Okay, you know, where he'll 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 do that kind of thing, like he's very like right. fleeting. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's so, cool. I mean, yeah. yeah, that makes him like a good sort of like envoy into the world, you know, and, yeah. and allows the camera to sort of like. Because even though he's... Yeah, mirror his perspective without sort of like breaking the fiction in a way. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorite scenes, I'll end with one of my favorite scenes in the trailer. I like this. We're ending on a positive note. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite scenes in the trailer is uh, Grindelwald getting into the chariot. Mm-hmm. And just like it's just raining and it's just like dark and it looks like really evil. And he's yeah. just whipping the <laughs> wand around and there's just <laughs> magic shit happening. Like, yeah, he's got his bony knuckle wand. Yeah, yeah. it's just really um, there's a I think there's a part in the opening of one of the later Harry Potter movies. I'm sure it's in the book, but I'm just referencing the movie since I've never read the book where all the characters have to magically disguise themselves as Harry so they can get him somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they're all uh, taking different modes of transportation. Right, right, right. And so it's like this air battle that's happening. And it's it's really cool in the movie, but that's what it reminded me of the sequence mm-hmm. here with, with <laughs> Grindelwald. And I'm just kind of like, I just want to see, hopefully that scene's long in the movie. Yeah, it's not right. just real quick because <laughs> it looks pretty badass to me. I don't know, but yeah. it looked fun. So that's my favorite part from the trailer sweet all right guys all right well yeah i think done i think that'll do it i think that'll do it yeah and that we've we've solved fantastic beasts you're welcome (laughs) they won't take any of our advice i don't expect to be hired for the third film oh i'll i'm gonna start a campaign start a petition i'm gonna start a fucking campaign (laughs) it's like it's like jean-luc godard's contempt and jonathan demi's philadelphia crossed with harry potter man you should I'm just, so in. You should just. Make, I want to make. Dude, I want to write the script. You should just make that movie so that in in later years people can be like, "This is what the fucking Fantastic Beast." The greatest unproduced like, Fantastic Jesus, Beast script of yes, all time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna start like. It's basically like the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards is gonna be the like scene of contempt. It's just gonna start with like a thirty minute like, like lovers tiff. Yeah. Between Ooh. like Dumbledore and Grindelwald, just like arguing like over some dumb shit, like fucking toothpaste. Yeah, is whereas and it turns into like the entire dissolution of a relationship that then feeds into the legal drama of the back two hours. I'm so ready. Yeah, it's gonna be exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, guys, get ready for that movie. Yep, get ready. Coming to a theater, never. Thanks for listening. <laughs>